2: Mother's Day is almost here, but Mother Nature is cranking up the heat for Western Washington, like Aaron just told you. If you're planning on spending time outside, a warning, a caution, if you will, those sunny skies come with real risks of both heat exhaustion or
3: heat stroke. Fox 13's Brisa Mendez spoke to doctors about warnings to look out for. Brisa? Western Washington is expected to get hit with an early season heat wave heading into this Mother's Day weekend. And for those wanting to spend some time outside in the sun or even in the water, it's important to remember to listen to your body. A heat advisory will keep temperatures high Saturday through Monday for parts of Western Washington. Now doctors are weighing in on how to stay safe. Dr. Beth Ebel says to avoid heat exhaustion or heat stroke, You must drink plenty of water to stay hydrated. The symptoms of heat stroke are really disorientation, poor decision making. Other symptoms of heat stroke includes reduced sweating, vomiting, and must call 911. Heat exhaustion includes symptoms of dizziness, excessive sweating, pale skin, and you must find a cool spot immediately or take a cool shower. With temperatures expected to reach the 80s and 90s, a reminder from Dr. Ebel: do not leave pets or children inside vehicles unattended. The solar heat in that car can just get to a temperature that is fatal. Very quickly, kids can get totally incapacitated. Another safety tip Dr. Ebel stresses is getting a window lock. With hot temperatures, many windows will be open. And so far this week, she has received two kids at the hospital that have fallen from a screened window. For children, many people don't realize that one of the leading causes of serious injury here are falling out of a screened window. Devin Heckard with South County Fire says the screens are actually designed for only five pounds of pressure.
2: Last year, about 15 kids actually fell out of uh, windows that had screens on them. So it's really important to keep that, the furniture away from windows. And if you're going to crack the window, no more than
0: four inches.
3: Heading into this Mother's Day weekend, temperatures are expected to be 15 to 25 degrees above average for this time of season. Reporting in Seattle, Bruce Mendez, Fox 13 News. I just want
4: to go for
5: a swim, that's all. I ain't went for a swim since, since I was a little kid probably just be throwing it all willy nilly just pouring it on your, on your shoes for no reason I need water man
0: invest in the context of white supremacy hit the blog racism-notes.blogspot.com racism-notes.blogspot.com paypal button Top right corner, you'll see the links, cash app, Venmo, as well as PayPal. Enormous gratitude to all of the investors who've kept the cows on the air 14 plus years. Hopefully, we have helped non-white people throughout the known universe get an accurate understanding of what white supremacy racism is and how it works. Hit the blog, racism-notes.blogspot.com. Dot com. The Cows, Gusty Renegade, in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the system of racism. We were supposed to try to do this program this past Monday. We had all kinds of tech problems and parenting, tough work, say that all the time. We will do it again right on time, uh, I think about a month or so ago. I saw a report again, I had seen these type of reports before, but they were talking about how elites throughout the world have access to water and non white people do not and why this is a growing problem giving climate change and extreme weather events and such. It was so beautifully timed for Monday because we just had two historic days of heat right here in Seattle, Washington, smashed all of the previous records uh, for Saturday and Sunday uh, this past weekend. I think we're going to have another hot day here as well. So right on time, our guest joining us live from sweden has talked about these issues written about these issues super appreciative of getting a bit of her time and energy joining us live uh professor elisa savelli professor savelli are you with us
6: hi yes hello
0: awesome thank you thank you so much for sharing some of your time you had a newborn so we will try to get as much cover as much as we can in the time that we have you uh, for one, for our listeners, you are classified as a white woman. Is that correct?
6: Yes. Okay. That's correct.
0: And were you born in Sweden, or is that just where you've been residing? No. Okay.
6: I am uh, Italian, in fact. I am mm. Italian origin.
0: Fascinating. How long have you been in Sweden?
6: Um, let's say that uh, I've been in Sweden for four years and but i i travel a bit everywhere in the world in many places and uh i'm not sure i will stay in Sweden in the future so i'm very i'm exploring uh new countries every two every three to four years
0: <gasps> lucky lucky um, how many languages do you speak fluently
6: to be very honest with you, I speak terribly uh, four languages. I even, forgot, I even forgot my own Italian. <laughs> but yeah.
0: You have published reports in English, and is Italian your first language?
6: Yes, yes. Very I, uh,
0: impressive, very impressive. Thank
6: uh, you. You're too, you're too nice. Thank you.
0: Keeping it real. Uh, Okie doke. <laughs> Uh, well, this will be great. Then we'll cover as much as we can. But starting with our definition to try to make things uh, make sense globally, especially given the context of your research. I use the term racism and the term white supremacy. I use them as synonyms. Same definition for both terms. The definition I use is as follows. A global system of people who classify themselves as white and are dedicated to abusing and or subjugating everyone in the known universe whom they classify as not white. Do you think such a system exists? Do you think that is an accurate definition?
6: Well, I do think that such a system exists i am I, I am not sure about the definition because we could uh, we could express it in many different ways but it's about um, a system that of oppression as, uh, and uh, that that basically um, reflect uh, an oppressive power dynamic of uh, powerful richer and uh, privileged uh, human being. In this case, we say the white uh, class that exploit uh, resources and um, and human uh, for their own uh, privilege and uh, power.
0: Hmm. Was it anything inaccurate about the definition that I gave?
6: Oh, uh, I don't know about that because I mean. Uh, it's not my exper- my expertise, and I don't want to state uh, uh, something. So my expertise is about water, access to water, and um, and unequal inequalities in terms of uh, water use, water access, and uh, risk uh, uh, experience of risk. So I wouldn't. Um, Allow myself to create a definition about white supremacy. You, you understand. So it's something that uh, people studied throughout all, all their life, and I am, um, and, and I am not the right person here to define white supremacy or, or racism. But I think that you have uh, the experience, uh, the knowledge, and the capacity to to find the, the definition that mm, that suits your your needs and um, so if you if you choose that definition i think that that's the right one for uh, um, f- for what you for for, for many reason mm.
0: fascinating uh, at the root unless i missed it at the root of I look at the first report that I saw, urban water crises driven by elites, unsustainable consumption. I thought at the root of this report, since you're talking about throughout the world, the elites are individuals classified as white and the people struggling to access water or not white. It would seem a global system of white supremacy racism might be related to the water problem that you research. Am I inaccurate?
6: Well, what we found uh, uh, was that uh, um, in a very highly segregated uh, city like Cape Town in South Africa, the uh, water consumption was also very unequal. So, we found uh, such a, um, some uh, privileged social group that inhabits the wealthier area of Cape Town, which are mostly white, but also Inhabited by other colored people and uh, other maybe a minority of black people, they were the one consuming um, the highest amount of water, not for basic not only for basic needs but also for what we define then um, amenities such as Gardening, uh, um, filling up swimming pool, washing their cars, etc. Whereas in the informal areas or in the lower income groups, which were mostly uh, colored or black um, rather than uh, white, but also in- including some white people, of course, uh, in those lower income area, People were consuming uh, um, way a uh, much less uh, water uh, for basic human needs. So not for amenities, but for their basic needs, such as um, washing vegetables, washing hygiene, uh, drinking, and other purposes. Uh, but, uh, other basic purposes. So what we used in that stu- uh, study was not. A classification based on racism, but a classification based on socioeconomic uh, status or, um, level of income level, let's say. And if you based the, the, the classification of your, um, of the household, and if you classify your household on the basis of the income, you would see that the one that have highest income consume the most, and the one with lower incomes consume the less. And in Cape Town, Higher income often correspond to uh, whiter color, but uh, of course there are also black people that are also very high consumer because they have high, uh, higher sal higher income. Um, this uh, unequal consumption very much uh, um, influence very much the production of uh, water shortages. That's what we also find in our study, which means that the elite, when they consume so much water, they will deplete the amount of water. They will be the one that depletes the most the amount of water available for the city. And by doing that, they will be the driver of water shortages of today and tomorrow. Mm. Well,
0: I guess one... Just for clarification for our listeners, uh, I'm reading directly from your report. This is on page, oh, it doesn't have page numbers. How wacky, you folks on the other side of the world. Any? Oh, it's page seven. Here we go. Since this model aims to simulate the interplay between human and water systems rather than the complexity of special social or hydrocological processes, it is it is it. Unavoidably makes a number of simplifying assumptions. First, the model focuses on socioeconomic inequalities, which are often easier to quantify. Thus, it does not explicitly capture the city's racial polarization. Talking about Cape Town. Indeed, the legacy of apartheid remains vivid in Cape Town, where economic inequalities and geographical segregation are deeply entangled with racial categorization. The model thus simplifies critical intersectional dimensions of water insecurity that still differentiate conditions of water access and insecurity. This is one of those where I ask people to lower their vocabulary or you can just tell me if I'm processing this correctly. This is why I said my definition because of the system of white supremacy racism still functioning currently right now today, white people in South Africa have more access to water than non-white people, especially black people, and to use it on frivolous things like gardening, swimming pools, washing their car. Am I okay. accurately interpreting what you wrote?
6: I think uh, that, yes, um, in a way that's uh, similar to what you say, what what we were basically the reason why uh, richer people, Live in wealthier areas and live um, and and consume the highest amount, a sustainable amount of water, can be retraced in the um, colonialism, in the apartheid, and in the most recent neoliberal policies. Because those uh, past, those historical, um, uh, that this historical legacy, basically reshaped a city that uh, privileged uh, the richer areas that invested resources and uh, uh, focused their policies on those areas exclusively. Uh, therefore, um, um, Let's say living in the outskirts of the city, people with uh, less privileged, and and because the legacy is the legacy of colonization and apartheid, of course you can see that this unequal, um, unequal setting in the city are, are a result also of racism and um, are a result of, of apartheid and uh, etc. Yes, so the way. Cape Town is shaped today is of course a result of racism and, and of course also the way water is reused and distributed is also influenced by and, and re, uh, uh, reshaped by racism
0: When I read your uh, report Professor uh, Savali, there was a report in the Washington Post I don't know if you Check that out on your side of the world. But there was a report in the Washington Post in 2015, and it was titled Rich Californians Balk at Limits. We're not all equal when it comes to water. And it had like a Southern California mansion with a big swimming pool. Heard that before, right? And the dog. And it looked like it wasn't just, it looked like the dog was about to dive into the pool. Like, oh, it's such a warm day. Like even the dog's got to get a little bit of refreshment in the swimming pool. And same thing that you just were talking about. They put it in socioeconomic terms, but we, I don't think this was OJ's house in Southern California. OJ Simpson, sorry, Miss Savali, but, the same thing, and they're talking California. You and your report talk about this pattern globally of elites yeah. water consumption. Do you know of any places in the known universe where it's people who are classified as black, they, in the majority, have access to the water, and the people who are classified as white, they are struggling, thirsty, dehydrated, having all kinds of problems because They don't have water. The black people don't share with them equitably. Do you know of any location like that in the universe? (laughs) Uh,
6: I don't know about uh, any location like that. I know that there is some location in the universe where probably white people also struggle. But what I can uh, say is that... uh, um, What we say in our report is that what we analyze different than in the past is a system of struggle, is the the politics. So we examine how social power reshapes the way water is used, distributed, managed. And when you account for power, you realize that there is always someone that has too much power and therefore that has too much access that overuse and water relative to others that don't have power. Now, amongst other racism, there is, you know, the, the, I mean, you know better than me, I I, I know little about that, but uh, there is this, um, I, I would use the term intersectionality, so there, there are many access of, Oh, well. Hang please. on a second.
0: Since we have limited time, I'm going to pause you right there. Yes. I would much rather hear as opposed to intersectionality because that would take up the rest of the program. I would much exactly. rather hear. Can you apply this, which you just told us about Cape Town? Can you apply this to Brazil and tell us how this dynamic of water disparity is playing out in Brazil? That would be awesome.
6: Yeah, as I said, as I said, this is, uh, we, we, we retrace the, the, how the system of power reshape water. And this can be, uh, re, and this occurs in Cape Town, in Brazil, in, um, in Spain, in, in, uh, in China, everywhere. <laughs> the power is, uh, is the way has human relate to, 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 to nature and, and to other, Uh, Humans, so this is uh, the our analysis could be in a way Reproduced everywhere. I mean of course we won't have the same exact results because of the characteristic of the uh, of the hydro geological Hydroclimatic characteristic of the area and the social um, uh, the human geography of the area but we could rightly state that a system of power reshape the way we access water and often this way is unequal and unjust, um, and skewed in a way that where the one that have a lot of power will overuse water and, um to an uns- unsustainable levels
0: for frivolous things can't emphasize that enough in the middle of a drought not for we just want to make sure we consume enough or you know we want to make sure we get enough baths and we're in the middle of COVID-19 where they talked all that about washing your hands and taking a bath and everything we're talking about swimming pools washing my car garden watering the lawn which is also in that report in the Washington Post that I talked about Uh, I want to read a tad bit you have several uh, reports on water uh, and racism. This one, the racism is like, in my view, quite more frequent. This is still on Cape Town, South Africa. Us and them, privileged emotions of Cape Town's urban water crisis. I'm skipping down. This is page, <clears throat> page seven. Uh, you write, the other most prevalent fear and apprehension shared by the elite whites was related to the safety and security of their property or physical person. Many interviewees declared to be worried about the possibility of having to share their water with other households. A woman clearly stated that she was not worried to run out of water, but only afraid of those people who don't have water in quotes indeed a young white businessman recalls the fear among his parents and neighbors because they were concerned that in time of drought people might break into their properties just to try to take hold of their water the young man concludes that no that to prevent any aggression these families decided to install screens to protect their boreholes and water tanks boreholes are where you uh, dig into the ground to access uh water unless i'm mistaken this i thought was fascinating for so many re- you have so many direct quotes here uh from people classified in white people classified as white in South Africa, expressing their fears that people are going to come and steal their water. Do they – I had so many questions. Are there, are, are there any cases, one, of water theft? Is that a, a phenomenon yeah. in South Africa?
6: I can, uh, I can uh, answer this one mm-hmm. because it's something I, I wrote in this paper. And basically what I wrote, I, I, I analyzed the emotion of mm-hmm. the elite – uh, which were not which were mostly white and um, and a few colored people and um, basically their emotion were, were related to the drought and uh, amongst other emotion there was this emotion of fear fear of remaining without water and becoming like them those that don't have water and um, fear that they've that that them what I call them which is black people in black neighborhoods, would um, would um, uh, invade their premises to get their water. So yes, this is true, but not true for everyone. This is of course some of the interviewees um, share their these type of fears but um it was not warranted in the sense that was not based on real real assault. In fact, there is no evidence that there has been any assault but as uh, it's, and that's why I state in my report that those fears those emotions were were not hardware reaction of the brain, nor they, were they based on on actual objective uh, uh, or um, experiences, real experiences, but were based on prejudice, on racial prejudice uh, of white people towards black uh, people and neighborhood.
0: Mm. Can you talk about the how would I name it? as opposed to empathizing with black... Oh, wait a minute, before I get to my question, you just to make sure that we're clear, when you say a few colored people as well in the so-called elites in South Africa that had access to water, swimming pool and all that, coloreds are not black people. Is that correct?
6: Well, if you, I use the, the definition that is uh, used in South Africa. Uh, uh which uh, s- which basically uh, m- mixed rate, raised and non mixed rate, like a white is a person that is not mixed a, a black is a person that is black and is not mixed a colored is a person that is mixed uh between white black and uh, asian
0: Thank you for the clarification. I just wanted to just for because we're in the U.S., right? So I'm sure some folks have not heard that before. So just making sure that they understand the distinctions for South Africa, the way that they operate their system, which I say system of white supremacy, racism colored is not black. These are two separate racial classifications and have been for a long time, as is my understanding. Is that is that your understanding as well or?
6: Oh uh, yes, it's uh, it was uh, this classification was on also during apartheid.
0: Right, right. That's my understanding. Also, I've never been to South Africa, but still learning. Uh, so back to my question. Got that? That's important for people in the states, wherever you are. Important. Now back to my question. Uh, can you kind of explain, uh, as opposed to empathizing with? Black people in South Africa who, hey, they don't have access to water and they got these tariffs, right, when they try to conserve. So might be penalties and you might get your water turned off as opposed to sympathizing with them and saying, hey, you know, it's rough. I'm sorry you can't go swimming and all the rest of it. White people, not all of them, but some of the white people there would take a tone of, see, they're irresponsible. They're not following the rules and regulations. They're not behaving properly with the water. that's why that's why they don't have water. Can you explain that sentiment? Uh,
6: yes, I think that you refer to few cases that where uh, that I include in my study, and um, those people were actually upset. So this one is not uh, is an emotion of anger, not fear, but anger towards those uh, social group that uh, uh, were seemingly um, exp- wasting water because they would leave the common tap open so um, or because they would use uh, water to wash their taxi or uh, other wastage so that's um, the, the elite were upset because according to them those social group were not sacrifice were not making any sacrifice were not saving water but on the other hand or instead they were wasting it but so what we found in the other study instead is that in there is um those group are, are are only using water uh, for those those disadvantaged group are are only using water for for basic needs and their their quantity is um, extremely lower relative to the rich. so even in this case the emotion of fear uh, that the, the black people would overuse water it's unwarranted so it's not based on something that is that can be uh, verified. Uh, In reality, but it's based on a prejudice, which is uh, with racially biased.
0: This is a paragraph a little bit further down. I definitely wanted to make sure I got this one in while we have you. Uh, You write, as one young woman living in a wealthy neighborhood stated, "People living in townships and in other impoverished areas are not listening to the radio, and if they are listening." Then they will not listen to the news but rather listen to the music. <gasps> From similar emotional statements, lack of education emerges as a human condition rather than a product of historical and unchallenged injustices. This lacking in education is also used to point to the high fertility rate and the higher water demand amongst black townships or informal settlements the population is exploding amongst the black people says a white male living in Constantia who then adds with visible frustration the emotion they produce children without having a care or concern about education clothing food or water they just produce children. Africa, he didn't even say Cape Town or South Africa is extremely badly behaved and South Africa is not different. All in quotes, similar control, similar to uncontrolled procreation. Woo. Also, migration represents a source of frustration amongst wealthier Capetonians. According to them, People coming from other regions or southern African countries constitute an additional burden on local water sources. Another woman from Constantia concluded that there are too many people living in the city feeding into the poor water resources we have. She also added that, we don't have that many dams available for the influx of people coming into Cape Town and using our water source. There is just not enough to go around for everybody. Thus some of the elite wish these people to leave and go back to their home. Stunning for about a billion different reasons, but this por- this sentiment of too many, either there are too many black people, they're having too many children irresponsibly, this long-running racist trope, and or there are too many black people from the whole of the continent of Africa, too many black people coming in here and using up all the water, was that widespread?
6: i would say that uh, this is one uh, few instances um, that i that i re- recalled in uh, in my study this is was one quote uh, they were they, these were few quotes and extreme uh, of extreme emotion of uh, anger toward uh, black people so it's not that, it's not that everyone think the same but there is a portion of uh, uh, Capitonians that think similar to these people of course
0: mm. Is that common? Complaints even divorced from the water situation but white people in South Africa grousing about the population of black people?
6: I can only share with you the experience I, I, I had with um, with water um, and drought experiences. Yes, I don't. Um, I didn't study other um, aspect of um, Af- South African society and um, socio-economic issues.
4: I see. How you
0: went to South Africa actually to do this work?
6: Uh, yes. Wow.
0: How long were you there?
6: I've been. Uh, uh, Twice. Uh, once it was uh, one month and the other one was uh, four months. Wow.
0: Very impressive. Uh, let's see. Do you have time to take a question from one of our listeners before you depart?
6: Maybe one? Okay. Sorry, it's just my son.
0: Being a parent is tough work. Uh, our caller yeah, at 2262. Yeah, two, Yes, ma'am. I don't have children, but I know. I know.
4: Uh, I'll call
0: her at 2262. Uh, Did you have a question for our guest in Sweden, uh, Professor Savali? Savelli, sorry.
4: Savelli.
6: Don't worry. Yes.
4: Yes. Uh, Good morning or good afternoon, ma'am. My question is about South Africa. Um, Your studies, were, were they relegated just to Cape Town, or was it also Pretoria, Johannesburg?
6: Uh, we study the city of Cape Town in uh, Western Cape, and uh, we we what we state in our study was that uh, these findings can be somehow um, can, can be used. This this type of analysis can be also reproduced in other city uh, worldwide. Now what I say, the, the result might be different. There might be different level of consumption, different way, different type of water use, but there, we think that uh, inequality has reshaped, um, water use and uh, water management everywhere in the world. Thank
2: you for your response. Do mm. you want to ask another question now?
6: Uh, If you have another question, yes, but then I will, I'm sorry, I will have to leave, but I will be happy to answer to the next question.
4: Okay, well, if that's the case, then I'll yield that question to Gus, and and I prefer to do that. But thank you for taking my time, Gus.
0: Oh, what a gentleman. Uh, Our caller at 2979, did you want to ask one final question before uh, Professor Savelli departs?
2: Yes, uh, can I be heard? Yes, sir. Greetings, guests, to the callers and to our guests. Uh, I just had one, one question and I, if it could be answered directly as possible, yes or no, really. Uh, do, do non-white people understand that people classified as white see them as stealing water?
6: um i'm not sure they discuss uh in this uh i don't think that they know what they the 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 way people perceive pe- white people perceive them uh but i'm sure that they also have uh, uh their own prejudice of course Uh, about uh, white people uh, as much as white people have prejudice about black people. Um, So, no, I don't think they know what white people think uh, of them.
2: Okay, so just for clarification, no, non-white people do not understand that white people view them as stealing the water.
6: Uh, well i am not sure they state stealing the water they say i i say wasted water but not stealing like uh, they are afraid that they will uh, some white people is a uh, seems afraid of uh, being um, assaulted because they have uh, a borehole in their household some white people is uh, um is upset because they think that in those neighborhoods they waste water, but non, I wouldn't use the, the, the term stealing. But uh, I haven't uh, interviewed uh, black people and asked, do you know that uh, white people think in, the, in this way? This, my study was focusing on the area of the elite and their uh, own reception.
2: Okay, fascinating. Thank
6: you. thank you. Thank, you. thank you.
0: Thank you. Much obliged. Parenting is rough. Uh we have been <laughs> chatting it up with Professor Alisa Savelli. Uh she's at Uppsala University in Sweden for the time being could be relocating. Thank you so much for sharing a bit of your gee whiz. It's uh I think like eight, isn't it like eight thirty over there? Or is it what time? Uh, Seven thirty. Uh, Seven
6: thirty-seven. Seven
0: thirty-seven. That's what I thought. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks so much for sharing. Learned a lot. Uh, thank you a bunch, Professor. I thank you. Mm-hmm. I
6: am. Um, I thank you. Thank you for your interest. Have a beautiful night.
0: Much obliged. Morning over here, but much morning. Obliged.
6: Sorry, sorry, you are <laughs> right.
0: Time difference, nine hours, nine hours. Yeah, but thank you so much. Have a great evening, and we'll keep an eye out on future work.
6: Of course, of course. Bye-bye. Uh, thank you.
0: Safe travels. Wow. Context of white supremacy. So I can say it so it'll be for reals this time on the podcast. Man, I am no fan of these um, morning programs. For me, morning program. I am no Fan, we have been locked in our time spot 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific for a solid decade. I think there was a brief period where we aired at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. But 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific that is the broadcast time (laughs) forever, like it. Unless I say that for years, unless we can get people from other parts of the world Nairobi Thompson Thompson was, was with us earlier this year we've had a myriad of guests on the program from all over the planet for the entire time that we've been on the air this is a global system I am bummed and I even would point that out what can I say other than a deliberate act of white supremacy she wrote in the report she has a map of the whole world global water crisis the locations of some of the direst urban water crises over the past two decades as reported from several media outlets sao paulo brazil is on their map highlighted i specifically wrote her she said well if you give me the questions in advance That way I can be efficient and get through them. I specifically included Brazil because we just spent all that time reading about Negroes with kinky hair in Brazil. Guests coming on the program in a matter of days to talk about Brazil. I specifically wanted that detail and to go real general and broad and hey, are the black people in Brazil? struggling to get water if that's the case i don't want to ever i mean i already had enough detail but i mean really that's like the kobe bryant slam dunk the negros in brazil don't even have water street urchins malekes with kinky head they don't even have water bolsonaro lula da silva in the swimming pool washing the car i can't even get a lemonade I don't know what to call that other than deliberate act of racism, because I suspect she did have data on that. It's on this in the report. Page two, <laughs> page two, man. Anyway, uh, context of white supremacy, global system. I can't emphasize enough global system of white supremacy, racism. We are talking about Brazil on Monday. We just had. That's why we're reading Columbine in the book club tomorrow, back to our regular time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. That's why we're reading Columbine. It's not because, ooh, we had to get back to reading something focused on the States, or even, it's not even because we just passed April 20, which is the date of the Columbine Massacre. We're reading this book principally because while. Studying Brazil, they had all of those school attacks, and they kept mentioning the 2019 school attack in Brazil, where the killer specifically mentioned being inspired by the white duo in Colorado. And that's 20 years later, and those incidents are through. I was stunned. Like, you see, in fact, When I went to get a copy of the book we're reading, Columbine, that's the title of it. I went to share. A listener said, oh, can you help me out? I want to read the book. I sent it to them and they said, dang, this is the Portuguese copy of the book we're reading. Wow. Global system of white supremacy racism. Anyway, um. And for so many reasons, I think that we do not. The caller who asked the question about do the black people understand that they think of you as water thieves? You're going to break in here, steal our water. I want to go back and read exactly the paragraph that she said, so we can see for ourselves. Do we think stealing is the most accurate way to describe this? Let's see because she has this oh it's in the emotion it's in the emotion this is such a, a great I'm trying to go back in my brain computer as to how I even found this uh, I think NPR someone recently a major white news outlet in the states they had a report and it was the same language they were not saying white people they were saying uh, the rich the elites whatever other jargon deliberately deceptive jargon and they referenced her study and then I went to research to see if I could find uh the first study that I read from let's see if I ever give that title out the okay it's urban water crises driven by elites unsustainable consumption that's important too because and I think Non Clemson dad just talked about this, how white people construct these whole cities and neighborhoods and what have you that are totally wasteful and unsustainable, mostly to get away from negros. They, you know, make their whole uh, gated neighborhoods and everything else and get old George Zimmerman out. Ah, Get out of here. Shoot down anybody that comes through this too dark. Don't pass the brown paper bag test. But unsustainable. She even talks about that in the report about how all this swimming pools and water waste, water in the lawn and the golf courses and all that other nonsense, it's not even sustainable. If everybody was doing that, we'd have no water. We'd all be thirsty. Don't even need everybody doing that just to get a substantial chunk, a significant chunk of the population doing that and you have major problems, which we see now. Let's but back to so that's how i found this that's why i say reading is more important than watching television i think i i said checking the news that can be one way that you read now for some people they say i'm not a reader i listen to the news i do that too i watch the news i do that too but reading that can be one way to get some time in reading especially if you don't not a reader you didn't grow up doing a lot of reading that's not a fun activity for you no problem that's the case for many people you can find report I am sure everybody has one two three areas that you're interested in something water should be one for everybody summertime is coming but there should be some things that you're interested in go find some articles they're short. That way, we're not talking having to read something, you know, as thick as a door weight. Now, we could be talking reading. some. this report is 15 pages. Water theft. Negro stealing the water. <laughs> there right? wasting 15 pages. You could uh, you, you could read one page a day and you would be done in less than two weeks. Easy way to just start incorporating some regular reading and you'll probably boost your vocabulary. Definitely, if you're reading some of these, you know, reports, you'll pick up a word or two. But now let's get back to let's see. Did she phrase this in a manner that would suggest the negros are stealing? (laughs) Let's see. And oh, my God. In the name of Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, white genetic annihilation is not that many white people in South Africa. And it's not that many individuals classified as white in the known universe that is so important but it's not that many individuals classified as white in South Africa so I mean (laughs) let's see Um, oh this picture looks exactly the same as the Washington Post article okay let's see okay here we go so this is and they're for real okay there's the page number on this one their page numbers on the second report thankfully page 7 uh, this is the first column, one, two, first column, third paragraph. The other most prevalent fear and apprehension shared by the elite was related to the safety and security of their property or physical person. Many interviewees declared to be worried about the possibility of having to share their water with other households a woman clearly stated that she was not worried to run out of water but only afraid of those people who don't have water indeed a young white businessman recalls the fear among his parents and neighbors because they were concerned that in time of drought people might break into their properties just to take hold of their water that's stealing Maybe they have a different definition of stealing in Sweden or Italy or South Africa, but breaking into <laughs> stealing, <laughs> strong arm robbery, as it were. Uh, anyway, uh, and this was parents, neighbors, so this was not like one person and my study of South Africa that is what that's oscar pistorius the negros are stealing the negros are stealing Ah. it's only five of us here in south africa and i am you know slight hyperbole but white genetic annihilation look fear 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 that's what i mean about white people do not empathize with black people they think you're a water thief i never even heard of stuff like horse thief. Okay, I've heard that. Thomas in New York told us horse thief. Yes, water thief. What? That is hard labor like water is hard to carry. You see the people when they come to deliver water, you need like a huge tanker truck or what are you going to carry it off in your backpack? How much water are you going to steal? Come on, man. Come on. But white genetic annihilation. Doctor Francis Cress Welsing. Do a little bit of reading about everything. Uh, let's see, uh, folks who dialed in. Did you any thoughts you wanted to share? Our at two two six two. Other folks who are with us. Any thoughts you wanted to share? What you heard from uh, Elisa Savelli live from Sweden. White woman well studied white woman where she gets to go that's what I mean I just wanted to go to Buffalo to study one of the more important events to happen in the last decade in this part of the world I think I just wanted to go across the continent she went to a whole different hemisphere multiple times or twice just to study water consumption amongst whites and the non-white people and fears of i mean man man what does it mean to be white in the known universe let's see 2262 did you have uh observations thoughts nothing stood out maybe nothing stood out we'll check on I'm uh, I mean, oh I'm sorry, I I'm sorry, I'm go. you said you didn't have any commentary i just can't comment right now oh i got you right sorry sorry got gotcha. you i don't want to got it don't want to disrupt the plantation <laughs> <laughs> uh the caller at 2979 uh did you have uh commentary to share got your question in
2: yes uh, thanks, thanks for taking my call Jeff. Um I found I found the broadcast interesting the information she shared was also very interesting I thought her views were a bit contradictory um, in terms of what in terms of the information she shared or um, maybe not contradictory but uh, I felt like she wasn't being very direct, uh, starting from the definition. Didn't agree with the definition, from what I understand, but also spent a lot of time, I guess, covering for white people, uh, not being uh, not being truthful and direct in her responses. Uh, when I had asked the question about you know, non-white people being aware that white people shared or have have this view of them, whether or not they understood that. Uh, that, that mainly came from, I was watching something, I think last night, uh, there was a white male interviewing non-white people, uh, who had come up, who had crossed the border, the so-called border. And he was asking them whether, you know, how did they get here, uh, you know, and a lot of them would say, you know, I, I came across the border or I jumped the fence, I came under, I dug a hole underneath. And I was wondering whether or not those non-white people understood the position that white people have taken up in the so-called U.S. when it comes to immigration. Uh, so I guess that's what inspired my question. Because, I, w- I, w- I mean, I don't think it gets much deeper than that. I just wanted to know, understand from her, a racist suspect, whether or not non-white people understand that across the globe, white people view them as stealing water. I also, you know, wasn't sure whether stealing was the most accurate word, but I think, you know after after you spoke about it, I think I think it was it is the most accurate word. I found the response also interesting that she said that they were concerned that non-white people would waste the water where while they have you know these gigantic swimming pools, uh, they're washing their cars, all all sorts of activities which if you I mean, if you're worried about conserving water, that you wouldn't engage in. Um, but that, so that I found that to be, you know, typical hypocrisy under a system of racism, and white supremacy by people classified as white. Uh, yeah. Um, so those are my thoughts. Uh, th- thanks for taking my call.
0: Hypocrisy worldwide. Uh, and even with the gardening, just to make sure that we don't get, uh, bamboozled right to think oh well you know that's not waste if they're gardening and they got the squash and the zucchini and some boccia. uh no not one and i mean not one of the pictures that she has in this article or in that washington post report from 2015 about how the rich in california say when it comes to water we are not all equal not one picture Is there, and I mean a single, carrot, radish, watermelon, nothing. Nobody is gardening to produce anything edible. I mean nothing. Ginger, nothing. We got grass. (laughs) We want to put the tulips (laughs) out and whatever else, which I'm not hating on the vegetation. I'm just saying, this is total just folly got my swimming pool and my pretty flowers to look at and got some folks who hop the border who i'm gonna be looking at them the whole time make sure they don't try to slip out of here with my wallet to make sure that they landscape keep everything looking nice when i want to go out on my gazebo put my feet up hmm. what do it mean to be i guess you got to go out in the gazebo with a shotgun, right? Make sure the Negro (laughs) stone and the mixer Jose does his work correctly. Rapidamente, rapidamente. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir.
2: Just, just to add with with the gardening, I mean, if if you're somebody who is concerned about conserving water, you know, white white people tend to have very large green spaces in their neighborhood. You know, why not? Create a so-called community garden or something like that. But like you were saying, I suspect that, you know, I don't, I don't know whether or not for sure, but I don't think most of that water was going to, you know, gardening. I think it's exactly as you described. Um, watering lawns,
0: landscaping. Tiger Woods, man. We going golfing. Like I don't know, I don't know what you' talking about. Community garden? We to put this golf course down for get my golf on. Let's see. Uh, other folks who dialed in: <laughs> We have non-Clemson dad and woke baby. That is hilarious. Let's see. Oh, it's non-Clemson mama um, C and woke baby. I missed one. There we go.
5: <laughs> yeah, uh, good. Uh, I think at this point it's the afternoon where I am. I hope everyone's having a wonderful day. For the rest of their ability. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I did not cast, um catch the vast majority of the broadcast. I only came in roughly about 45 minutes ago. So I caught her as she was leaving, uh, the broadcast. And uh, nevertheless, I thought what she was studying was very interesting because of course, yeah, we have the same issues here in the United States as well, too. Um so you know depending on where you find yourself in the country, of course, you know the West Coast, um, there's not enough water to go around because it's not raining enough. Um, and of course, I believe in like for example, in the state of California, I think seventy to eighty percent of the water used in that state is used for agricultural uses. and then depending on what the um, business might be, there are some businesses that need large um, large um, portions or access to water, like I think nestling. Um, so usually they buy water rights from local cities and stuff like that, even though those local cities uh, need uh, water to, um, you know, um, citizens and stuff like that. And um, how the water thing is playing out in the environment is very interesting along the lines of infrastructure, which you did mention a little earlier. I didn't catch that part. So, for example, um, most people might not understand this, but, you know, the source systems, when you see the um, the water pipes in the ground or on the sidewalk that um, take in water when it rains or there's an, um, a lot of rain um, happening during a, um, during a storm, um, usually those waterways go into source treatment plants. But when the water or the rain capacity overwhelms those, um, those source plants, they have outlet pipes that go directly into the river and waterways polluting and destroying um, um, water systems and stuff. And, you know, when you think about people just simply watering their lawns, I believe there was a report I came across a little while ago that said um, people just having regular lawns just to water their lawns and just, you know, they just had the one type of grass on their property is very um, dangerous to um, ecosystems because of the lack of variety. You know there are some people who are wholly dedicated to their garden, so they have many different types of things in their garden. Maybe they have flowers, different types of plants, um, etc. But for the most part, everyone you know most people who have lawns probably just have a a single grass type of lawn, and those things are very bad for like having things around your um like like bees or or small um, animals and stuff like that, just really bad for the overall ecosystem. So it's very interesting to hear this woman talking about just water consumption. And it's a little bit more than that. It's water, um, just the, the ability of the environment to replenish its water supply. So, you know, along with overconsuming the water, which is basically what would be considered frivolous, I would even say stupid things, basically they've created an environment that's so hostile to not just people but the very environment where water is always constantly being wasted or destroyed. Um, the idea that water can be destroyed seems kind of silly on its face because obviously the planet is what? Uh, uh two thirds or uh, three quarters water, but it's not. But only I believe one percent of the water in the world is actually consumable because you know you can't drink salt water, at least not you know, and you know, survive. I think you get sick if you drink salt water. Um. So the idea that you know this one was talking about, you know, they consume water in very frivolous ways. No, they actually destroy water as well too. And I will read my line.
0: Yep. Yep. BP oil crisis. Lots of different ways of polluting and destroying water and the planet and the people all at the same time sometimes. Um and they have pictures like I said I'm going back and and scrolling at the pictures. Exactly as he just said, uh grass looks like the same type of just grass and grass and grass and swimming pools. Some of these places looks like they might have two swimming pools on the property. Uh then like I said, you gotta have some non white people come uh maintain all this, you know, keep everything looking nice and tidy when you wanna have guests over. Uh let's see. The folks who dialed in victim in New Jersey. Did you have uh commentary, sir? Victim in New Jersey?
7: Yeah, hey hey Gus. um so I was at work so I I didn't I, I caught the closing of it. But did she you mentioned golf cor- golf courses and I deliver to numbers of golf courses. Um, is that a is that a same does is, is, um over on the other side of the world do they have like a lot of golf golf courses where they waste large amount of water to um take care of the grass? You know, because I, I delivered to these golf golf courses and I mean regardless of what year, I mean, what season. I mean, the grass is always, you know, green. You know, always trim, always green, always brown. So that also um, a thing that uh, they do in um, Africa, Europe, across the world.
0: Uh, I guess to be uh, accurate, what they call it have some journalistic integrity. Uh, we didn't specifically speak about throughout the world. We were ta- Her studies were specifically about South Africa, although she said some of these patterns are the same throughout the world. Uh, but, yes, in terms of the, the wasting yeah. water for lawns, swim, swimming pools, golf courses, yes, same patterns. Uh, we were talking about South, South Africa, Africa, but, yeah, same patterns throughout the world.
7: Right.
3: Can't they man-
7: man-made leaks in back of your house? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm in New Jersey, so... Because, you know what, Gus? Um, like, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't... I really didn't realize how wealthy white people were until I became a truck driver. So I get to drive and see, you know, houses that look like... Look like a, a small factory with large lawns, you know what I mean, and always manicured, always green um, homes with... Lakes in the back of it, you know, like, you know, in the front, in the back. So, um, it's, it's just amazing. So, I mean, you know, being that I drive, I see it, you know, I see it firsthand. I mean, I see whole teams of landscapes in, um, in front of people's homes, making sure that their house and their lawn, and, you know, is up to par. So, I, I, I definitely got to listen to the playback.
0: We didn't even get into the labor component of who has to maintain, you know, all of this. The golf course and the front lawn and the private lake and keep the rose bushes trim and tidy and no weeds and all the rest. We read that in uh, the man in the high castle, Operation Dandelion. Can't have any, you know, weeds encroaching on our loveliness here. Jose, get out there and, you know, get all that trim. Worldwide, yes. Yes worldwide Um, I can uh, nab our other caller as well but I cannot minimize our white guest said that she now she minimized it she said that she spoke four languages I would if I had to I would take our valedictorian non Clemson dad if I said anybody here speak four languages and she publishes in English, I assume she's published in some other languages as well. Italian is her native tongue. Anybody here speak four languages?
7: No, I have I have trouble with English.
0: You know, so. <laughs> me too, me too, me too. I've gone once, four, four. No, I do not. Still learning still and that's another one so white people are ignorant Hmm. you have white people who get to travel the globe not their country like old Gus going Seattle to Buffalo no get to travel the globe just to study racism speak for a language I can publish in multiple languages Experts, experts, uh, caller, other folks who dialed in that we have missed. If you dialed in and we have not heard from you.
1: Lisa, greetings. Thank you, Gus and to the callers. Um, I wish that we had more time with her and I missed a couple of minutes at the beginning. Uh one of my questions for her was going to be um how would how do you how would you solve the water problem in your own words that was one of my questions for her I picked up I read the article I read it a few times I still don't fully understand it so I'm going to read it again but I picked up on the code words right away um social inequalities urban el- elites um less privileged um it's quite a few things. And I was going to, I made a vocabulary list also, and I was going to ask her to define some of the words that she used. Um, And let me see. Oh, um, I think two months ago they had something called Earth Day, so-called Earth Day. And I watched a video on it and they talked about water as well. And they had a few tips. Um, One of the tips was don't, to take quick showers and don't let the water run when you're brushing your teeth and also when you're washing dishes. And that's all for now. Thank you.
0: Much obliged. White people will give you that tip while they are watering their lawn and preparing to go to the golf course. All righty. Uh, ma'am, which, which report did you read written by Dr. uh Savelli.
1: The same one as you. That was the only one I was able to find, um, the urban water crisis driven by elite. Uh, that was the only oh, one I was able to find, but I have to do more research. Oh, and I I am so disgusted that you're being sabotaged to the point that you can't let us know who your guest is before they show because you know, that gives me enough chance to do my own research so I can have more questions and I was only able to, you know, um, get the little bit that I got because of what happened yesterday what was that Monday Monday that was the only way I was able to find out that you were you were going to interview this lady
0: yeah well that is a bummer uh, 14 years of sabotage where uh, people will <laughs> take the information yeah, and mm-hmm. say that hey uh oh, such-and-such Professor Savelli is coming on the program, and and this has been going on for years. They'll go and contact the person, and that nigger is crazy. You can't be talking to him like, oh, my goodness, what is wrong with you? Or uh, way back the first time Dr. Kanban was a guest on the program, so that's like 2011, uh, and they contacted him like, he's an agent. Talking about me, Gus is an agent. You can't trust him. You can't go on his program like, oh, my gosh, like he's probably into the FBI, or Homeland Security, or all of the above. Like, oh my gosh, she's on, un- oh, don't do it. Like, what? That same thing Sue Africa said, right? Said I was an eight. Anyway, uh, 14 years of sabotage. Gusty Renegade. Uh, let's see, our caller, 0356. Did you have, uh, she had a vocabulary. See, I told you we'd expand our vocabulary as well. Reading this, see, that would have been great if she'd had more time. When we tried to do this program on Monday, her newborn, you could hear in the background, I forgot to ask how old, might be around the same age, who knows, might be literally the same age as uh, Mama C and non-Clemson dad's newborn, but she has a little one who was crying in the background uh, on Monday, so we rescheduled uh, just to get a little bit more time uh, today. But yeah, it would have been great to have her, because she doesn't, she uses a lot of white jargon in her writing she does not use the term racism or white supremacy obviously it'll be as she's inequality bias discrimination uh and one of them it doesn't even talk about white people it's just elites it's the other report that she actually mailed me that it's much more that that's the one where they talk about negros thieving water that one is a lot more direct uh let's see uh O oh, three five six. <coughs> Did you have commentary, sir?
4: Can I be heard? Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Um, greetings uh, to yourself, to the call of the listeners. Um, yes, I wish um, she would have had more time. That would have been um, more informative for the information that she gave. Um, I also, too, read the article about the. Um, elites versus the urban people um i noticed that even in other languages and um just different ways that people think about word structure and things like that i noticed um she definitely had the same white jargon is over here um had time for buckets of words even though she didn't stay that long she said a, she's had a lot more words than the information that she gave out in my opinion um i w- um i wanted to ask her um these areas where these, um, elites are in her words that are, um, using water for non-constructive purposes compared to what they could be used for. Um, it do, does the water have the same amount of pollutants in it where the urban people live at? Um, that's what I'd like to ask her. Um, <clears throat> I would, um, maybe possible give it a little um, bit of constructive information. Um, if people can um, try to invest in some type of water, either water distiller that comes straight from your pipe or either something maybe off of the um, hose um, because the water in areas where non-white people live at is horrific. Um, My um, attempted caregiver, she has a distiller, and I was over there last week and I was helping her clean it out. And just the metal that I had to, like chip out of the bottom of it, it was probably at least a pound of it. So that's literally going into our bodies. Um, so, um, along with quote unquote wasting water, I would say use this least amount of water on your skin because it's very hazardous. Um, our skin is the biggest organ that we have. So, even taking showers, that's still the same as drinking the contaminated water. Um, and I'll meet out there. Thank you for your time. Hmm important reminder
0: um, mm, they've even talked about that with the showers uh, that because the Flint Jackson long list that if you do have wa- test it. we talked about that with some of our guests before try to test your water and you know see do we live in one of these super contaminated areas uh, and then for showers to try not to take super hot showers if that is the case because that can vaporize those contaminants and then you're breathing it in and man just cesspool that is what racist man racist woman racist child make the entire planet uh... just a global cesspool um... talked about that in urugu matter of fact for earth day we had sylvia hood washington dr sylvia hood washington uh, on the program uh, for Earth Day in 2020. And we talked about some of these exact issues uh, related to racism, white supremacy, so-called climate change. She's in Chicago, Dr. Welsing, Pam, talking about Dr. Washington. Uh, and they had a huge heat wave in Chicago in middle of the 90s. And so I didn't... Uh, I didn't process this as racism, white supremacy, and a lot of black people died. Uh, But that's always what happens. Seattle, when we had our super heat wave, not this past weekend, but two years ago, 2021 in June, uh, when they had three consecutive days of 100 degree heat uh, here, that is the deadliest weather event in the history of Washington state. Disproportionate impact on non white people uh, and basics. They don't have a lot of places here don't have air conditioning. Do you have access to water just uh, to process things in that manner moving forward as regards to so-called climate change and having more of these extreme weather events uh, and making sure that we are prepared for these events and processing. Oh, yeah, these are always going to impact non-white people, black people. Always are going to be the ones that are major suffering. Try to make sure that you are not one of those folks and more motivation for us to get this problem solved. But I mean, yeah, that should be that's one that I think about in terms of like when we get really excited, some of us victims of racism to talk about area aid and sexual intercourse like man, water is way more important when we see Jackson pop up and Newark pop up and Flint pop up and all these other areas like, man, any location where their individuals classified as black, that could be you. Super motivation for us to get this problem solved. Our guest, uh, Professor Savelli, she actually sent me that second report because I normally... Uh, More, I'd say about the last mm, more consistently, the last couple of years, we gonna have a guest that's going to come on the program. I'll try to look to see if they have other articles that are of interest or maybe more recent that maybe we can have time to discuss as well. And I don't think I had seen the other report. It's even more interesting because she sent me the link for it, but it didn't work. But then once I had the title, I was able to find it on my own. But either or, Uh, the other report that she mailed, that one is Us and Them, Privileged Emotions of Cape Town's Urban Water Crisis. Even there, you see the same white jargon, privilege, and she used that term uh, many times. Uh, And even in this report, though, as I said, it is much more explicit she brings up white people and all the rest of it even even within that like this is from the abstract uh the very bottom of it she says these findings reveal that fear anger and a sense of pride felt by wealthier capetonians results from and perpetuates the privileged conditions of those elite rooted in colonial and apartheid past capetonians privileged emotions end up perpetuating the main causes of the water crisis and eventually excluding the most disadvantaged inhabitants from future use and control of water resources now all of that is tons of white and I mean super refined jargon there's been no mention of racism no mention of individuals classified as white non-white, disadvantaged Elite, privileged, Cape, wealthier Capetonians. When, I mean, in, in South Africa, where it's not that many white people, wealthy is white. It's certainly not Negro over there. And I so appreciate, man, colored is not black. White people make a distinction between black people and non white people who are not black. That is a long time that's just a component of how they operate things. That is a part of their hierarchy. Glad we got that distinction, but the jargon is huge and even that would be a way I think to get a lot of non white people confused so that they don't grasp this is about racism white supremacy. What she's saying here is white people currently even even that they The only part that even hints at white supremacy racism is in the past tense rooted in colonial and apartheid past. That's just like that old niggardly term that they use vestiges. I say I never hear that term used except vestiges of slavery. I don't hear vestiges of anything else. White supremacy racism is current. White people thinking that the Nick coffers, there we go, that the coffers are going to come and steal our water. That is right now, 21st century, 2023 current. Why the negros don't have water in South Africa. That is current system of white supremacy, racism, active racist woman active racist man that is worldwide where white people will talk about racism as though this is something that was done way back then certainly not something that I as a white person am am engaged in right now I submit that's not an accident where everybody all over the world uses past tense when they hint at racism Everybody being individuals classified as white. And again, Dr. Wellsing, it's not that many of them. Do they have a script? Maybe they do. Any other commentary folks Needed to make sure they get in? Yes, sir. Can I be heard? Oh, 0356. Yes,
4: sir. Mm-hmm. Hey, just real fast. Um, I believe it was last week. Um, you um, you were speaking about the term polyglot. Um, If I'm not mistaken, the guest is a perfect example of a polyglot, someone that understands multiple languages, and she's able to express it in racism and white supremacy access. So thank you.
0: Very nice. We did just discuss that, and absolutely, A-plus illustration of a polyglot. That's another illustration of the refinement because that term was discussed in the NPR report from this past weekend. They were talking about the shooter, the racially ambiguous shooter in Allen, Texas, uh, and the poly, like, what? What are you, what does that have to do with the, Woof, man, hurting my brain, hurting my brain. White jargon, buckets of words abound. That is... A deliberate part of the script. All I can conclude. Uh, incidentally. I mentioned Leo Felton. On that program. He does have a biogra, An autobiography no less. Beige. I fell out in the floor. And had an investor. Bought the autobiography for me. I started reading it. And it begins with kinky hair. The only photograph that I've seen of Leo Felton, he's changed his name. This is the so-called black white supremacist. He was uh, had a plot. He was going to bomb non-white people in Massachusetts. Uh, but Leo Felton, the only image I've seen of him, he has a bald head, shaven head, uh, prison image. But his autobiography begins with him discussing his kinky hair and how no one that he was around, his white lesbian mother no one around him had kinky hair like his own kinky hair that's all we've been talking about for 2023 all over the world mind you Negroes with kinky hair who don't want to be black and oh my god Monday more to come on that one but Leo Felton um Fitness. can't believe it. Any everybody else satisfied? Did our early program, everybody?
7: Yeah. Yeah, Gus, I, I, I just wanted to make a, a comment. Um, You know, I mean, it, it, it's just, and this ain't really a question I ask myself. But, you know, how can people that, you know, water is, you know, a necessity, something that we can't live without, and they're white people are hoarding it, they're destroying it. And they're also privatizing, but some way, somehow, you know, should not O.J. Simpson, um, the, the Negro, Kevin Smith, um, Jordan Milley. like these are the examples of the people that will end up one day just destroying the planet that we need to be in fear. I, I, I just, it, I was just thinking, it, it just, it, it, it just amazes
0: you are correct sir and i really was not focused you know when i started seriously studying thinking about white supremacy racism i did not grasp how consumption of water destruction of water i really did not i just wasn't aware i was you know lots to learn uh i wasn't thinking about that but i mean hey everybody drinks water everyone needs water for a variety of reasons um hey i mean even rice i like rice can't have rice without water can't have zucchini without water i mean so many even down in jackson i remember not the case for all systems but for some air conditioning systems They do require water and that was the case for some of the units in Jackson last summer and they didn't have water and they didn't have AC in the middle of the summertime in Mississippi. But I just wasn't processing it in that way. But yeah, that is for sure. Uh, Just and Mr. Fuller talks about that us not having correct priorities, but absolutely that is for sure one to process and even hey. Making sure, I think caller suggested, getting a good filter. They have storage tanks and such. White people, the preppers, all about that. Even if you're in limited space, they have that. If you want to make sure, just even for simple things, to make sure you can flush your toilet in some instances and that type of a thing. Um, they have lots of those sort of options if you want to make sure that you stock up, especially now that it's summertime. If you think you might be in an area that's vulnerable, but everybody needs Water. drink and dress we hit in the summer month drink more water my goodness how can we do this whole program and not make sure we get our reminder in for that drink more water no sodas in fact that's a big part of the obesity scourge and all of that they get so many of us addicted to Uh, The high fructose corn syrup and sodas and Coca-Cola. I think Nestle was mentioned. Those Nestle people, corporation operated by whites, they will go to non-white parts of the globe uh, and destroy the water source and then come back and sell you bottled water. They'll totally destroy your ability to go out, get water on your own that you all have been doing for decades. Who knows how long? And then all that's messed up, contaminated. Now you got to go, hey, we got this plastic bottled water, you know, fork over, you know, 15 rupees or whatever it is. And, uh, yeah, you can get your little half a cup of water worldwide. Uh, but I did not process all of that uh, when we first started out. Uh, There's so many different examples uh, to study around the world. Uh, Water is a big one. (laughs) Like just even summer projects for and in so many ways, like the swimming pools. That's how I knew about that report from 2015. The time that report came out, it was the same time as McKinney, Texas, when that young lady, black female, she was, I think, like 14 years old. They were at a pool party and a white woman called the police, Eric Casebolt. That's his name. A listener sent me his name. Uh, he came, I think he did like the barrel roll and threw her on the ground and had his knee on her and everything. But that time period, we were reading, I think, Richard Williams' autobiography, black and white, the way I see it. Uh, and he talked about growing up and not having access to swimming pools in Mississippi and the number of black children that drowned because they didn't have access to swimming pools. White people would kill you over that. It did kill a number of black people uh, over that sort of thing. But I made a YouTube video about the McKinney situation, the history of white supremacy, racism and swimming pool access. And I ended the video with a screenshot of this article in the Washington post. And it has the lavish. swim. you have, I have to post it again. It's got the lavish swimming pool huge, like uh, the caller in New Jersey was talking about, he drives to these facilities, looks like a factory, it doesn't look like a residential house, but that's what it is, that is so huge, it's like a compound, that's what this mansion in Southern California looks like, it's got the huge pool out front, and it's literally got the dog, I'm ignorant, if I knew dog breeds, I would tell you the type of dog, like I'd be able to see like, ooh, is that vodka from White Dog, is that a German Shepherd, like I just don't know dog breeds like that, but it's got the dog right there and he looks like he is about to dive in like oh so hot I'm gonna ooh, jump in get me a little cool yum, 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 and then get out of the pool like you niggas dogs are kicking it way harder than you niggas which is true and I'm just surprised it's the exact same image in South Africa except there's no dog anywho that could be a project folks can research in so many summertime when you go out to the beach, to the pool, there's a long history of white people denying black people access to the beach, to the pool, to the water in so many different forms. That should be one that all of us research. Everybody needs water. Drink more water. Everyone satisfied? We miss anybody? Everybody? Real quick, I just
1: wanted to mention towards the end of the interview, when you mentioned racism and she was like, Oh, intersectionality. Like that's where she wanted to go. She didn't want to talk about racism anymore. Mm. I, I found dis- that interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm,
0: mm. Mm. hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to interrupt my fault.
5: No, no interruption.
0: Yeah. Cause, and that was, I emailed her a little, and I never do this. Send my questions in advance. She's only going to be here for 30 minutes. She's got her child. She's trying to be efficient. So she says and she didn't even do that. She wasn't even efficient in her responses. I specific. And this wasn't a what they say asking slippery questions. What's slippery about that? This is not a gotcha moment. This is not some Gus is trying to pull something slick. Whatever that means. You literally have a very fancy graphic in your report where Brazil is included In your study of water and these disparities, racism, can you give us some detail about that? She wants to talk about, you know, like, come on, man, intersectionality, like, come on. I don't need to hear about privileged black males right now. We got that. We wanted details about Brazil. That's why I said, like, I don't even know how to process that other than. This is deliberate racism, white supremacy. You just don't want to share the details about what's going on in Brazil. Like uh, the negros in the favelas, they have no water either. I don't ever want to hear anything about Brazil has no racism at all. Ever, ever more on that to come. But yeah, she got on that. And even that, see there, they got that same. They study They do have a script. They have studied all over the world. We've had a few times where that's happened, where we've had white people from different parts of the globe and they'll drop, you know, white privilege intersectionality like, whoa, white fragility like, dang, what, did you you've been reading Peggy McIntosh and some, of oh yes, 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 I've read Peggy McIntosh, yes, yes studied some Tim Wise, we hung out together in Copenhagen for a few weeks, like dang, dang it's not that many individuals classified as white In the known universe, Dr. Welsing emphasized that as a central aspect of her theory. Since it's not that many of them, they study and share information amongst each other. It really is like they have a script, which is just how you use words being refined with your use of words. A code about how you use words. That's all that is. And they have that like, wow, wow. interested. Sweden, man. Sweden. how we get to intersect? Someone asked you to give us details about racism, water disparities in Brazil. Yes, Gussie Wussie. This is just the time I want to tell you about intersectionality. Any hoodles. I will point out, I think Most of the time, we non-white people, we have been so conditioned to not question white people or interrupt them or point out, hey, you're not answering my question, that they do this all the time, apparently all over the world, and this works. They're in a position of power. We've been terrorized. Frequently, they might have a gun. I did mention George Zimmerman and the like, those gated golf clubs and uh, gated communities. They frequently do have armed security. So sometimes it might just be a white person with a gun too. Oscar Pistorius. Right. Uh, so terror element is huge, but a lot of times they're able to do that. And even just the fact that we're still confused about racism, white supremacy, what it means to be white. We've been conditioned not to question, challenge a white person and or even process that. Even if we don't say anything about it in their presence, you can be like, man, what I asked them about Brazil and they got to talking about intersection like what (laughs) and I am really disgruntled about that because I really did like have sincere curiosity I'm trying to learn you know we get people she's traveled all over the world to study racism I haven't been to South Africa I haven't been to Sweden I can't speak four languages I can't publish a report about racism in a language different than my native tongue as they say i'm trying to learn (sighs) anywho that's why it's white guests only cousins that right there is why it's white guests only i would much rather do this all day long uh, and study like wow the white people in Sweden where she's born or however you process that because she's really only been in Sweden I think she said four years born in Italy white people all over the world study the jargon of racism white supremacy that is fascinating to study to think about anywho white guests only white guests only white guests coming up soon talk about Brazil matter of days Uh, the Book Club tomorrow Columbine. I watched a documentary try to research a little bit about everything. That's why we're reading this book. Again, it's because we were studying Brazil, right? So now researching this. I just did a search university catalog you can do this yourself on your phone wherever you are in the world you can do this pick any university doesn't have to be the University of Washington that's just because I can see that institution from where I'm seated Uh, I did a search for Columbine they had thousands of results lots of I think like 5,000 hits just the videos alone because there are lots of documentaries on this too so you can see the victims perpetrators all of that I start looking at some of the documentaries. One of the films that comes up is The Anarchist Cookbook. They have a documentary about this book and basically the whole film is they talk to the author about... And this is a recent film. This is like in the last two or three years. So they're sitting down with the author, White Man, of The Anarchist Cookbook and they're talking to him about how this book has been used by different violent perpetrators, Timothy McVeigh, different mostly white people and so they're chatting to him like you know do you feel any responsibility culpability about all this blah 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 and uh they get about halfway into the film i really love this experience i've had this a number of times during research where i'm watching this and this is interrupt just hearing this white man explain like well, I didn't plan that, and I wrote this a long time ago, decades, and ring, ring, ring. like, I think he published this book in like the 70s, the Anarchist Cookbook, I think it's like published in the seven, nineteen seventy 1970 maybe, so it's been like 50 years, so he's like I didn't, you know, plan all that, and I was a revolutionary, whatever that means, I was a revolutionary at the times, and it was different times back then and, you know, the Weathermen and Dr. King and Vietnam all this other nonsense and so uh, they start putting up all the different times that Terrorists, mostly white people, have used this book to go out and kill people, bomb people, all kinds of craziness. They get mm, maybe halfway into the documentary, Columbine comes up. And so he, oh my God, Cal Bell, Cal Bell, this white man, I have to give you his name. This white man who wrote the anarchist cookbook is married to a non-white female. And so they're asking, like, did you, you know, did you read about these K case- Are you seeing them pop up in the news? And he's like, hey, I'm an ignorant white man. I have been living in Tanzania. I've got my beautiful wife here. I was in Thailand and I teach. That's what I do. I was not looking. They don't even have Wi-Fi in Tanzania. They didn't have newspapers. I wasn't looking in the New York Times to see where the book is and what's going on. I didn't know. And they said, oh, okay, okay, okay. So they move through the 80s. They get up to the 90s. They get the Columbine. Says, uh, so you heard about Columbine? He says, Oh yeah, of course I heard about Columbine. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they, they put up the the news footage, like, Oh yes, they had the anarchist cookbook, and they're making all these pipe bombs and bomb the school. It's like, Ooh, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, hmm. Hey, so they they splice from his white ignorance, duh, to They show the footage from Columbine, but they actually show white people playing the Columbine video game. I had to pause and take a walk on that one. I read, I knew that there was a Columbine video game, meaning a video game where you are playing a literal first-person shooter game you are playing as Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold to go in and shoot up the school I've said the whole time since I knew that this existed how do you win the game they committed suicide in the middle of this documentary as they're explaining oh yeah they had the anarchist cookbook and this is how they made the pipe bombs and all this other nonsense or not nonsense terrorist material go out killing people tried to kill the whole school And the white authors and oh yeah, I had my non-white wife, we're in Tanzania, you know, and they go back and show white people playing this video game with glee. I had to pause and take a break like, wow, what does it mean to be white? I didn't even know that such a video game existed until a couple days ago we started reading this book. My me, he asked, dang, do the black people know that white people think you negros, kaffers are water thieves? Gotta have my shotgun at the ready, my sig sour at the ready. Take you down. Come in here stealing my water. I don't think we're aware of that. I also don't think they're playing video games. So they made a video game out of the Columbine shooting and are gleefully playing a video game of the Columbine shooting maybe in the swimming pool what does it mean to be white Oscar Pistorius man People don't know who that I keep saying his name. I, you know, I guess we might have younger people. People don't know who that is. Maybe that could be another summer project. That's the sort of thing that happens when you because I mean, really, that was a part of the defense. We got niggers coming to steal our water, man. Of course, I'm gonna be a afraid white man. I'm frightened. We got niggers stealing water, coffers stealing water. Think I'm gonna be afraid? Jesus Christ. It's not that many of us white people around here, you know. Oscar Pistorius. Oscar Pistorius. Blade man. You don't know who that there you go. Summer Project. Learn something about everything. Racism, white supremacy is global. White man, they want got the nerve to talk about John ja Morant. Get out of here. He didn't shoot anybody yet, hopefully. Oscar Pistorius. Uh much obliged folks tuning in early. We got it right the second time around. We tried to do this on Monday. And had all kinds of tech issues, and then she had mommy issues and all the rest. Able to get it done today. Try to learn a little bit about everything. Water is important. As I said, this was so timed so beautifully. We had our, I don't even know what to call it, heat wave in Seattle, uh, where it was about 20 degrees, 20 to 25 degrees warmer than it normally is over the weekend. They had heat advisories. I don't ever. When they had that 100 degrees uh, in 2021, they did have heat advisories. But beyond then, we don't generally have heat advisories here. I remember that for like Atlanta and Virginia and other places in the south that I've lived. Not here. Much less heat advisories in the spring. They say summer doesn't start here until July 4. It was last summer. It's in the archives. We broadcast it on July Third, it was a Sunday, the daytime high was fifty three degrees. It was ninety here on Sunday. That it beyond record, like I don't even remember it ever being eighty-five. Even eighty is kind of like wow for May here? I don't think it was above seventy degrees the entire month last year. 80, 90 this past weekend. Heat advisories. It's supposed to be in the 80s again today. Like, man, it, these sort of events are why, even for 30 minutes, I thought today, very important, something we should study. Could be a growing problem as we move forward if we have more of these extreme weather events. Events. They even said that for this area, like, wow, this is, uh, I don't know, what would you say, an ominous beginning to the warmer months. If it's that warm here in May, what is it going to be like in July and August? We will proceed. Drink more water. Get a good filter. Drink more water. Get a good filter. Drink more water. Much obliged everyone tuning in, hopefully worthy of everyone's time and energy. I guess you're Monday, Tuesday excuse me, Wednesday. Wednesday afternoon, I guess. Still morning here. Yeah, I can't even believe that. Like we broadcasted, did a full program, and it's not even noon yet. Man, I'm sure there are maximum errors. Like I would have had the Anarchist Cookbook uh name if this had been, you know, appropriately timed, but my brain computer does not work well. Uh, early in the morning um, yeah and this qualifies as early in the morning we have to be on the air at uh, 10 a.m. today Jeez. anyway much obliged for folks tuning in hopefully it was worthy of your time and energy we'll be here tomorrow for Columbine that's our one mandatory read uh, for the year uh, in the Catherine Massey book club I have learned so much and we haven't even got to Isaiah Shoals. I keep saying Al Sharpton went to Columbine I didn't even know that uh, but all of that to come William Powell that's his name the white man who's in the uh, documentary the anarchist cookbook he is the author of said book and just oh my god, it is white ignorance to sum up that documentary and one of the Columbine portion is fascinating many other portion because I think Timothy McVeigh has mentioned many white supremacists are in that video including I suspect William Powell I just told you Cowbell got his non-white wife sitting there coming to his defense for writing this book that's all about making bombs, napalm explosives all this other. man they even had Flipping Colorado. Remember James Holmes? I forgot there were so many shooting incidents in Colorado. I just forgot. But the movie theater shooting that happened in Colorado, the fella James Holmes, he had the anarchist cookbook. He not only had made homemade uh, tear gas, which he deployed in the movie theater, he booby-trapped his residence with all of these bombs that he made from the anarchist cookbook. So that when the police came to raid his premises and all the rest of it, that they would get blown up too. They had to detonate some of these devices to even go on his premise on his property. In the documentary again, so they splice that footage and then they go back to William Powell, the white man who wrote this book. Like, so did you know about this? It's, ooh, oh, oh, yeah, man, I, I I didn't tell. I don't go online and then he gets defensively and I'm like I don't go online to look to see every time a bombing happens to see did they read my book I don't do that sort of thing I didn't go and look uh, do I feel guilty about it yes should I have done more yes but I didn't is that what you want <laughs> man come on come on and again this is some hippie white dude who wrote this book uh, like like 1970 I think he said he was well, 1971 there we go 19 strive for accuracy he wrote this in 1971 he says I was nineteen, you know, it was a different time. Nixon, all that craziness from that time, it's a different time. I didn't, you know, intend people to go out and be violent and all the rest of it. And I didn't know they were gonna go shoot up Columbine High School. I didn't know. I'm an ignorant white man. Got my non white wife here. I'm an ignorant white man. <laughs> oh my it is fascinating. It will I guarantee you it will hold your attention. It will hold your attention. I was gonna post the link yesterday, I just forgot we had the early morning program my brain computer is not properly functioning but why if you want supplementary material for the book club tomorrow 8 p.m. Eastern 5 p.m. Pacific that documentary the anarchist cookbook it's, It just talks about William Powell how he wrote the book why he wrote the book where he got another informed white man who goes and gets all this information he couldn't get go and get information about gardening hydroponics people need food white Right? How to filter your water? Nah. (laughs) How to make homemade napalm? Which we read about in the book already. I was stunned. Like they said that they were going out and doing napalm experience, and I asked y'all. We read. I said, "Dang! Do you all know people that go out and do napalm experience?" Like what? What? And then, oh yes, we got that from the N.R. And then to hear him, oh yeah, Columbine is terrible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got to check it out. It is uh, anyway, the book club reading it for a reason. Learn something about everything. It is criminal that the only thing I knew about Columbine was bowling for Columbine criminal. We shall proceed. Uh, Sobriety would be best under the system of white supremacy, racism. They make malt liquor, cigarettes, Increasingly, cannabis, even magic mushrooms, they make all of that super available. Just water. Oof. Oof. You're asking a whole lot now. <laughs> whoa, whoa, get this malt liquor in you, Creator. We ask that you help us remain patient It has been time. Replace white supremacy with justice immediately. Drink more water. No name-calling. No gossiping. No throwaway offspring. And do a little bit more reading. Cow signing out. Thanks all for tuning in. Nigga, you so brainwashed.
4: I'm a victim, brother. A victim. Uh, I'm a up. victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed
1: my condition.
4: Mm-hmm. Even my conditioning has been conditioned.
3: <laughs> Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count.